What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission? At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders, from ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities. CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. Thanks for listening to the Aggie Up podcast brought to you by ustateaggies.com. Okay, thanks for listening, everyone. Um, and Seth, you're joining me. How are you doing tonight? Doing good, doing good. Okay, well, um, first of all, definitely wanted to uh, take care of some business. Thank everyone for listening. Uh, we're, we're getting more and more listeners. Uh, we're trying. Maybe it's just that we're getting closer to uh, football season, but um, I think we're trying to get, get some content out there as well. Uh, for these football crazy fans that are that are just kind of chomping at the bit for the first first game, so um, so let's you know I guess we'll uh, we'll do that again today, huh, Seth? Yes, sir. Okay, and uh, and also we wanted to talk about one of the kind of the breaking news. Um, well, I guess it didn't break today, but official officially it's it's done deal today. Uh, Spencer Nelson is the new assistant basketball coach. Um, so Tim Durier obviously didn't have to go far to uh, to find his next assistant coach. I mean, to sum it up, I think is uh, is Spencer Nelson is a perfect fit. Um, you know, with the other guys, um, you know, you got Lewis and Tar- uh, Tarvish on the uh, on the staff. I think Spencer Nelson is a perfect fit. To uh, compliment those guys, um, you know, Durier, I don't. I think he's a he's a decent recruiter, but I think Spencer Nelson's a guy that um, everyone loves. I think everyone's you know the, the recruits, the players. Spencer Nelson's just a, a guy that's impossible not to like. I've never met, met somebody that that um, didn't like Spencer Nelson. I actually had a few classes with Spencer. Um, when I was at Utah State, we were there at the same time. So, um, you know, I think that's a home run hire. I I really, really, really like Spencer. And um, if you if you've ever heard him on the radio or um, you've watched him play, he's a guy that had so many options. You know, he's he's a smart guy. He's outgoing. He's uh, really knowledgeable about about basketball. Um, you know, in one of his interviews, he even mentioned that he had some offers to uh, to help coach in Europe and just didn't want to move back to Europe and, and, and coach. So, I mean, that's pretty, pretty high praise, pretty amazing that he had those opportunities and, uh, and that Utah state could, could land such a good, good coach. So what do you think, Seth? Yeah, I mean, I agree. I, I think it's going to be really good. Um, you know, he'll bring a lot of young, young energy to the team and to the bench. Um, and having the experience, you know, he played ten years overseas um, professionally, and I mean that's that's good basketball over there. I mean I don't care what I mean yeah it's not the NBA, but um, it's good basketball. If anybody watched the Olympics and stuff like that, and I'm 
after everybody knows that the United States didn't bring everybody that they could have brought, you know, or for whatever reason they didn't want to play this year or, or what was going on with them. Um, I didn't follow it that closely, but the U.S. were in some battles, you know, there, um, a, few, a few of those rounds from the European countries. So, I mean, Europe, it, it's got good basketball, and it's just getting better. And he can bring some of the stuff that he learned, you know, over there um, up to Utah State. And, I mean, he knows how it is up there. And um, the it's had a facelift since then. You know, the facilities are way better. And, um, I, I just think he'll be able to relate to the players that are on the team now. And, and like you said, with the recruiting, I think it's going to – I think he'll be able to um, – you know, not sell it, but just, you know, give his experience of what he had at Utah State and, you know, really, really connect with the recruits that way. Yeah, I'm excited about it. I think, you know, like like you say, the the uh, the energy he brings, um, you know, they kind of, um, I don't want to say, um, you know, I don't, I don't know all the details, but, um, but I think Jones lost a little bit of his fire. I think he lost, he got a little bit burned out, um, of coaching. I think he was a good, good coach. And obviously he's going back to his alma mater and I'm sure he's happy about, you know, either making more the same and not being a bench coach, um, you know, watching his son, all that kind of stuff. So, um, you know, that's, that's obviously great for him. I think that's a, that's a great, I mean, any of us would, for the same amount of money and, and really less stress and less, um, less work, <laughs> we'd all, we'd all take that, right? We'd all take that, um, that job. And, you know, and, and when I say energy, you know, I'm talking like, you know, the young energy or whatever. I'm not saying the coaching staff doesn't have energy. Yeah. I'm just saying it's going to be like a more fun type energy. You know what I mean? If, yeah. Like you said, if anybody listened to Spencer or, you know, watched him play while he was at Utah State, um, he's just, he's a very likable guy and he's very outgoing and he just, you know, uh, he's kind of quirky, you know, and I, I think, I think the guys will really like it, you know, it'll be kind of a, a big change, you know, from what they have had. Yeah. I mean, he's a, he's, he's from Pocatello, Idaho, so, um, he's got to be a little bit different, but, uh, but yeah, that's, that's what makes him great though, is he, uh, he's not trying to be. Um, you know, any certain way or, or whatever, he's just himself. And, uh, and I think the, the coach, I think the, I think the players are going to, going to react well to that. I think they're going to, um, you know, latch onto him and, and be able to, uh, you know, they're going to love him. I mean, especially the big guys. Um, I don't think, you know, without Stu as a coach, um, you know, hands on working with, with big guys. Um, I think Spencer Nelson's the maybe even a, a better version of, of really just a big man's coach that can kind of get in there and, and hands-on work with the big guys. Um, a guy that I really, really like as an assistant coach for the Jazz is Alex Jensen. And I think he, he learned it from Majerus, and Spencer learned it from Stu and, and some of his other coaches, obviously. But um, but I think they're, they have a lot of similarities. They have a lot of um, you know experience. Uh, as a player and uh, and different things, I think you know that could be a really really good hire and and could really pay pay dividends in the uh, in the big guys' development. So and obviously that's an important a huge a huge part of the the team or a huge question mark really 
on this team is is the big guys. Obviously, since Colette transferred out, it's uh, it's been a question mark and and will continue to be a question mark until kind of a guy steps up uh, beyond Jalen Moore and and some of the other guys that that are established and and uh, proven. Um, to, you know, we'll see. We'll see this year. Do you have any any other thoughts before we move on about basketball season or anything? No, I'm ready to talk about football. Yeah, exactly. So <laughs> it is football season, so let's move on. Um, I'm just pulling up the uh, the depth chart. I don't know if you have it in front of you. Um, we were at the scrimmage, obviously sitting next to each other, um, you know, watching what happened. You know, happened out there. Um, you know, the, what happened in the scrimmage, I don't think it's going to make or break anybody. It's not going to make them go up the depth chart or down the depth chart. And I don't, I don't know if there was anybody, was there anybody that, that kind of stood out to you, do you think? Or, or was it kind of just same old? Well, the thing is with those, with any Matt Wells scrimmage, I mean, they're vanilla, man. They're just, there's nothing really fancy about them. I mean, it's just basically practice. I mean, that's all it is, you know? And, right. Um, the line, you know, the offensive line, that thing, there was guys moving all over the place, you know? I mean, they had pretty sure Albrecht played center for a little while there, and, I mean, they were moving guys back and forth, but, I mean, the guy that, you know, stood out to me the most um, was Richard Lewis. I mean, he... The kid's not afraid at all to line up in the slot and go over the middle and catch the football. I mean, that that's the bottom line. I mean, you see a lot of freshmen coming in, and man, it's hard to get them to do that without alligator arms. But he went up, and he'd catch the ball, and he had really good he had really good scrimmage. And, I mean, he lined up at the slot. He lined it up out on the outside. You know, they're going to move him all over the place. And it just kind of goes back to what we talked about in the, the last podcast, how he – has come in and um, picked up the playbook really quick, and he's ran with it, you know. And I don't think, you know, with our when we talked to him, when we interviewed him a um, long time ago, when he first got to Logan, uh, you know, he was going to do whatever he could to, to get on the field, and I think he's proven that. There's just no way that I can see them putting the red shirt on him for this year. Um, he's, he's one that stood out in the linebackers. Um, I'm excited about the linebackers. They're all, they're, you know, they're young. We got a lot of young guys, and I think, I think we'll be in good shape by the end of the season. I think it'll be people will be pleasantly surprised. I think um, you got uh, Justice Taie. Um, Coach Wells talked about him. Um, he probably won't redshirt. Uh, Derek Larson looked really good. Logan Lee, the walk-on, looked really good. Um, David Woodward, he'll probably redshirt. He needs, I'd, I'd say, another 20 pounds on him. I got him listed at 210 right now. But he's 6'3", you know, 210. I think he's going to be really, really good. Um, he needs to get on the uh, Logan Lee really diet yeah, workout yeah, plan. Logan Lee went from Logan 210 Lee to 245 in like two months. Yeah. Exactly. Somehow. Uh, but, yeah, there's just a lot of guys that I'm really looking forward to watch grow up over the season on defense. Yeah. Well, and, and really, I mean, this is just my opinion. Obviously, I don't know better than the uh, the coaches, and Brock Carmen was, was sitting out. But, 
you know, those four guys at outside linebacker with Derek Larson, Justice Tay, Dalton Baker, and Logan Lee, I would almost rather move Brock Carmen in, in inside or have him kind of be the uh the the fifth linebacker, the linebacker that kinda of can, can roam around is kind of a, a backup at multiple positions because um you know Brock Carmen he's he's six three but he's only two thirty, you know, he might I don't know, he's just a little bit little bit smaller than some of those guys. So, um, and I think Anthony Williams is definitely cemented into the, the first string, you know, inside linebacker. Um, I think Huerta's probably um, pretty solidly in the, ins- in the other inside linebacker position. Um, so I don't know. We'll see. I'm really excited about the outside linebackers, those freshmen and sophomore that we've talked about. Um, you know, those four guys especially, but I think, um, well, that's what, you know, some of the yeah, other guys yeah, could turn into something good, too. Well, that's what's got me all jacked up, is because, like, there's a sophomore. You mentioned one sophomore, and three of those guys are freshmen, either retro right. freshmen or true freshmen, you know. And the future's bright at that spot. I mean, it really is. I mean, didn't even mention, uh, you know, Metzenheimer. I mean, he's down on the depth chart, but, you know, it could click for him. You know, and who who knows? I mean, he's he's big enough right now to see time. He's just got to be able to pick up what the inside guys are doing. I mean, that's that's cool. Yeah, it might take him a year to to kind of figure it out. But Huerta's a a junior. Um, Obviously, Williams is a senior. Carmen's a senior. Um, But there's going to be playing time there um, in the future for for Metzenheimer, especially that those inside positions. Um, You know, I I don't want to completely you know, um, you know, discount Wasike and Miranda and some of those guys, but um, I think Metzenheimer has a high, high ceiling along with those those outside linebacker guys. So it's definitely a position. I, I said on Twitter that you know if I'm buying stock in in one guy or one position, that's definitely the stock that I'm just going to keep keep loading in. That's like my my 401k. I'm putting in. My, I'm just I'm just going to put money into that stock until I, until I, you know, see otherwise, until I have a reason not to, um, because I think that position, that outside linebacker position is going to just keep, keep reloading and keep, uh, keep being successful and keep putting guys in the NFL and, and all that kind of stuff. So exactly what you're, what you're looking for. I think, you know, linebacker is a position that, that you can kind of rotate through along with defensive line, wide receiver, um, so I like the, the depth there. Um, you know, the defensive line was, was, seemed like they were almost playing the ones when every, when the rest of the defense was, were playing twos and threes. And so it was kind of weird how they, how they rotated through the, the defensive line, but really those, it's too deep. I mean, the first string and second string are pretty, pretty even, I think, um, especially yeah. with, with Unga and, and a few guys like that. So. So it'll be, um, what's your opinion? I mean, obviously, um, you know, just the, the depth chart in general and the depth of the team. Um, are we going to be able to see much as far as, um, you know, offensive line and some of those positions that people are unsure about? Do you think we're going to be able to see it at all against Weber State? Or are we just kind of going to be going through the motions against Weber State and then that USC game will really be the test? 
Well, I hope they don't go through the motions. Um, I was mm. looking a little bit at we pay today. Uh, they they got 17 returning starters coming back, um, and they were picked to finish last last year, and they finished middle of their division, you know, middle of their conference with mm-hmm. Big Sky. And I mean, it. I don't think it's it's not going to be the Weber State that everybody remembers from two years ago. You know, that we... Yeah, I mean more like the fans and like, oh, this is, let's lose our mind because Utah State beat Weber State by 28 points or whatever. I I don't know what's going to happen, obviously, but one way or another, I don't think we're going to be able to overreact. So if if the Aggies win by seven or if if they win by 70 points, I don't know if if it's worth or if it's, uh, if if it warrants overreacting like the Aggies are going to go undefeated. Or the Aggies well, are going to go winless. And, and you know how fans are. If they win by three points, everybody's going to freak out. And if we sure. win by 40, you know, then they're going to think the other way. Right. Um, I don't, it's not going to be telling. I mean, it's going to be telling how prepared we are and how together as a team they are, I think. You know, um, last year, obviously, that's not what anybody expected to happen. Um, I don't expect the same results this year. I do expect a win. Um but as far as depth and everything, I hope I hope we can shuffle through some of these guys on the offensive line. Um, you know, it gets kind of monotonous going up against the same guys all the time, you know. It would be good to get game action in, and hopefully we can rotate some, you know, the offensive line in and out, different packages, different. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Guys, see what, you know, clicks good. And, uh, same thing with the linebackers. And I know a lot of people think that the receivers, we don't have, like, people we had last year. You know, we don't have a hunter sharp. We don't have this. You know what? We've got a lot of good receivers, in my opinion. Um, 12 guys, 12 different people caught the ball during the scrimmage. I'll take that over 100 sharp. I mean, I'm sorry, but I will. Um, If there's 12 guys that are going to be able to step up, yeah, there were some drops. Bright didn't do himself any favors. He had two or three drops. Um, You know, but that's stuff that can be fixed, dropping the ball. He still has, you know, he's very explosive. He's, you know, he's got the, the it factor as long as he can, you know, put it all together. But, um, and if those guys aren't going to be able to do it, they'll just move Lewis back to the inside, guarantee it. Because there's guys on the outside that can do it. Um, Ronquavian Tarver looked good, right. um, I thought. Um, Zach Van Leeuwen's just basically a clone of his brother. He's going to be very, very dependable, you know, going to him. And Jaron Colson Green, you know, shows flashes. And everybody 
you know, nobody talks about Braylon Roberts. I mean, he's got probably, you know, more time looking at the depth chart, more time than any of these guys, obviously, you know, um, and he's got all the tools in the world, 6'3", 205. He's only in junior. You know, this is his year to kind of get it all figured out, you know, and he had a couple good games where you thought he would last year that you thought he was going to, okay, here we go, you know, filling in um, at that spot last year, and it's like, okay, here we go, and then all of a sudden you wouldn't see him or anything, but I'm not worried about the receivers, to be honest with you. I mean, Alex Byers, he played at the same JUCO college as Hunter Sharp, and he broke every single record there, you know. Right. Um, he'll, he'll get it figured out. A lot of this, a lot of these guys, they're not used to the. They go to JUCO and they're so dominant, but then they come to Division One and it's, it's a different speed. It's a different type of practice. It's just a different type of athlete that they're going against every day, and it just takes them a while to, you know, get that figured out. And guess what? We got some pretty damn good corners, you know, and secondary. So um, I'm not worried about it. I mean. Like I said last time when we were on the podcast, I I expect big things out of the offense this year. I really do. So I guess only time will tell, and hopefully we get to see some of the second-tier guys come the first, yeah. you know. Yeah, and, and we're going to we're gonna preview, I and mean, we're going to have guests on for the, you know, previewing USC and Arkansas State and some of these teams that – that the Aggies play, we're not having somebody on to uh, to preview Weber State. I mean, I think they're pretty solid across the board. They they obviously have better coaching the last few years. Uh, they made strides, and, and you know they are improving. I think um, as a program, but um, but I don't think they're up to par. I don't I don't think they're really even that close to to what SUU was last year. So. Um, you know, I, I don't. I don't think the Aggies can can overlook you know Weber State. I don't think they can look past them and, and expect to to win easily or or anything like that. But um, but it seems like, especially with the you know closing practices and scrimmages and and uh, and not having the uh, the coaches around the uh, the team. I mean, there was SUU coaches that were that were kind of um, you know. <laughs> At, at the camp for the, for Utah State, you know, there was, so it was, it was kind of unbelievable how, you know, they were so buddy-buddy and they weren't really, you know, keeping anything secret or, or quiet or anything um, leading up to SU. That was part of what happened last year, um, along with SU having some good players that stepped up and, and played pretty well. So, um, you know, so that's really, I mean, this is our preview for Weber State is that, that they're pretty solid. They're a pretty good team. They're a pretty good FCS team. I kind of I went back and watched a little bit of the uh of the Oregon State game last year and uh and Oregon State didn't end up being obviously a good Pac-12 team. They didn't win a single game, I don't think, did they in the Pac-12? So, um, no. you know, they weren't they weren't great. They weren't a great team. Um and Oregon State kind of just, you know, overpowered them and and uh and pulled away at the end, but um, but Weber State kept it close. I mean, Weber State hung in there and fought and and, uh, and played pretty well, you know, all things considered. Like I say, they they didn't, um, you know, a lot of the a lot of times those FCS games they get you know really interesting if they're 
if they've got a, an outstanding quarterback or, or something like that, a running back that can just run over, um, run all over the, the, uh, the, uh, you know, the FBS team or, or whatever. But, um, you know, and obviously that didn't happen. So it's just kind of a solid, solid yeah. team. We'll, we'll see obviously next Thursday, we'll see what happens. Um, and, and Weber's not really, like you said, they don't have the quarterback and they don't have that running back. You know what I mean? Right. What they do have is pretty solid defense. Their defense is pretty solid. So, yeah. you know, our offense should be pretty solid too. So we'll see what happens. I think it should it should be a pretty good test, a pretty decent, um, you know, warm-up game. Um, pretty good first game to start out the season with, I guess. Um because you know, after that, you've got USC, Arkansas State, Air Force, Boise State. Warm up game. I mean, you've got you've got a, some tough teams, but also running teams. So you've got to figure out your rush defense against Weber State. You got to figure out your uh, you know some of your offense, you know your identity on offense and different things. So it will be an important game. It will be um, you know we will be able to see certain things from from the team, but at the same time, like I say, I don't think it'll be, it'll be worth overreacting um, completely about. So I'm just looking for effort. That's all I'm going to be looking for really, honestly, because I think this, I think this team, if, if people haven't heard the uh, down Levitt interview, I think they should go back and, and listen to it because I think this team has a different mindset. I think this team has a different, um, different identity, different leadership, different, um, you know, outlook, I guess. I don't know. Um, and, and, and the, those things can only, you know, overcome so much, but, and, and we'll get into kind of the schedule and, and, um, you know, a few predictions, not necessarily win loss, total prediction or anything like that, but a few predictions and, and just kind of looking at different games and things. Um, so, I guess we'll we'll see we'll see. Um, it feels like I've been saying that a lot on this podcast is, and I've done a few other interviews too. Like yeah, we'll see, we'll see what happens. You know, we'll <laughs> see what happens against USC. We'll we'll uh, you know that'll tell a lot um, of what happens. I think um, I think this team is different though than last year. It just has a different feel. I think the uh, I, I mentioned it to you that. This offense, I think this play calling just feels a little bit different as well. It's kind of like, uh, I don't know, when you go to a movie or you're, you know, watching a movie on, on Netflix or online, and you're like, this is such a low budget, horrible movie, or TV show. This is ridiculous. Like this is not, not professional. And sometimes it's funny, or sometimes, you know, that that kind of makes it interesting to watch. But at the same time, you know, watching a professional um, you know, high budget movie is, is there's just obviously something different. You can just tell, tell the difference. And that's kind of what I, what I'm starting to feel like maybe, you know, the play calling and the, and everything is just going to be more organized, more professionally called and, and done. Whereas, um, with with Matt Wells, obviously Matt Wells, um, Coach Canales, Coach Bonite, Coach Luke Wells, you know they're all 
contributing to that. I think that team of coaches, that those offensive coaches, um, can put together a better game plan. So that's what I'm yeah. starting to, to kind of think. It's, it's kind of a work in progress. Like, I can't really put my finger on what it, what's going to be different. I can't really tell if it is going to be different. But that's kind of what I'm uh, what I'm coming up with. So maybe you have a different opinion, like, but no, it's almost like last year, like like you say, everybody, you know, there's. I mean, you didn't have Canales in the picture, but everybody else that had their hands in the offense was there besides Heupel, and Heupel seemed almost bipolar at times. You know, you'd have games that he'd call that were just like, wow, that was awesome. You know, I can't believe. You couldn't call that game any better than he did, and then the very next game, it's like, what the crap is? What's going on? You know, it just didn't make any sense. Um, but I guess that's why they make the big bucks. You know, I don't know if anybody else thought that way, but I thought that way. You know, many a times last year, you'd have, I can remember like two or three games that he called that were like awesome. You know, and then the other ones is just like pulling my hair out which I don't yeah. have, you know, trying to figure out what, what what's going on. You know, it just didn't make any sense. And well, and, I don't know, and a just, lot of people, they I, can look at the, the, they can look at the scores and they can look at the total offense and the total yards and whatever. I mean, there's a lot of things people look at. Obviously, most importantly is the, is the win loss record. But at the same time that really what I look at and what I think the most telling stats are, is the red zone offense, the red zone defense, and the uh, short yardage situations? I mean, they were pathetic. They were they were not not okay. That's not a uh, you know, and, and whether you whether you blame that 100 percent on on uh, play calling or the coach or the players or or anything, um, you know, I don't know. I don't. I'm not blaming 100 percent on. Coach Heupel by any means, because I think Coach Heupel is really smart. I think Coach Heupel is really uh, is a good offensive coordinator, but at the same time, um, you can kind of outsmart yourself. And I don't think Matt Wells is going to outsmart himself. I don't think uh, I don't think Matt Wells is going to get too cute with things. Um, and I'm kind of looking forward to it in a weird way. Um, I think. Um, I don't know how to say this exactly, but I think um, that th- that that'll work the whole season except for against USC. I think at USC, um, you know, looking back at, at the game a couple years ago, obviously they could have um, they could have won that game if they had everything buttoned up, if they had special teams play well, if they had the defense, which the defense did play well, if they had the offense play solid and and not you know, turn the ball over, and and you could have won that game playing pretty conservatively. But I don't see this team, I don't see this year winning um, with kind of a conservative approach. Am I am I wrong? No, I think they got to, they're going to have to play like they should. They, they got to be in like end of season form on game two and every single facet of the game, all three phases have got to play outstanding, you know, it's just, this USC team is a lot different than the one two years ago, Yeah, a lot different. I mean, yeah, yeah it's, got it's got a lot more depth, it's got the full 
complement of scholarships. It's got um, it's got young talent. It's got experienced talent. Um, you know, I think the coaching is pretty good, all things considered. I, I think you know, obviously Helton's had you know some some you know people that some people have been skeptical. Um, you know, like I say, we'll we'll break it down more. We're we're overlooking Weber State right now, but um, you know, obviously that's that's just that's part of that's what we're talking about is because um, if this offense goes in there and and plays super conservatively and and doesn't really um, you know make the right changes adjustments um, you know doesn't call the the trick right trick plays at the right time then it's going to be really, really tough to, to win that game. That's just the, the 100% bottom line uh, facts. So um, I think we kind of, I mean, we talk, touched so much on the depth chart and everything last week. We won't get into too much of that um, unless there's something we, we're totally missing. I guess we can kind of go in and, and touch a little bit more on Rashad because there was a question about Rashad, how much he can contribute. We I mean, I guess we can kind of make sure we we cover that. He's not redshirting. He's whether he's technically the starter, whether he's first team, second team, he's going to contribute. It's it's not a mistake that he caught the most passes in the scrimmage. You know, they've been working working on him. You know, working him out in in the practices. I mean, I, the practices that I've seen, he's out there with the ones and threes, and you know, I mean, he's he's getting a lot of work he's getting balls thrown at him he's working with uh with Kent Myers after practices so I mean he's 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 gonna play he's gonna contribute I think he's gonna be an important part of that that pass game yeah I mean that that sums it up with him I mean it it's not a secret anymore if it ever was a secret I don't think it was really a secret I mean the kid can play. It's just pretty impressive that he basically played corner, you know, in high school. And then we re- basically recruited him as a receiver. Uh, we were recruiting him as a cornerback and then kind of switched up on him, told him we want him to come in as a receiver. And he was cool with that as well. And I know some people are like, you know, I saw somebody comment and they said that they can't believe he was flew under the radar that much. Well, he really didn't. He had like 18 Division One offers, you know. I mean, he didn't have a lot of big schools, but I think that's his size. That turned him onto the big school stuff, you know. Being 5'9", 5'10", 160 pounds coming out of high school, you know, not a lot of big schools want to wait on somebody like that, you know. But Utah State yeah. was the first offer, and then 16, 17 people came in from behind, you know, and he he was he was solid with Utah State the whole the whole way, you know. And he's he's definitely gonna be an exciting guy to watch for the next four years. Yeah. And by the way, let me let me tell everybody as well, stay tuned. Um it probably will be released tomorrow, I would guess, is we're gonna have another player on, another uh commit, Jamal Evans from the Vegas area. Um, he's going to be, um, you know, might be late tonight that I, that I, uh, you know, record it and then I'll have to, uh, 
you know, post it and, and different things like that. We'll post this one first. So if you're listening to this, stay tuned for Jamal Evans. We'll interview him. Um, we'll give him a little Aggie up karma like Rashad did. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino. With cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. I'm, I'm pretty sure that that's why Rayshad's playing so well is because he was on the Aggie App podcast. Oh, definitely. So. Got the good juju. <laughs> that's right. Oh, and just so while we're talking about recruits, um, Henry Columbia played, uh, they had a controlled scrimmage last weekend they played Deerfield Beach and I know a lot of people are probably like who's Deerfield Beach well they're ranked 41 in the nation uh, in mm-hmm. high school uh, they got an Alabama commit and that you know receiver and he kind of they ended up losing the game 27 to 14 um, but I mean like I said they didn't have any special teams there's only three quarters of time play, and that Alabama commit for Deerfield went for like two touchdown passes over 70 yards. But uh, Utah State commit Columbia, he finished uh, 13 for 20 with 229 yards passing. He rushed for 103 yards, and he had two touchdowns, one throwing and one rushing. So not a bad uh, scrimmage. Yeah, I mean, you know, three three quarters, you know, he he only played, Yeah, you know, that's in three quarters of time. And then the other thing is yeah. is uh, he had some good runs. You know, he showed how some good runs and some good passes, you know, so I think he's he's coming into form. Yeah, he had uh, one run that was like getting 70. better and, and improving. It was so that's... yards, but it was called back or something like that. But I, I watched the film of it, and it didn't look like he was clipping, so. That's just yeah. me. I, I thought the guy's home front of the guy, but whatever. But yeah, so that's the uh, update on our quarterback commit, and then, like you said, we'll be with Jamal later on. So yeah, and and Jamal Evans, it'll be excited to talk, exciting to talk to him because, um, you know, in high school he plays quarterback um, at camp, a couple. I guess a couple of months ago now, um, you know, when he was at the Utah State football camp, he was he was playing some receiver, he was playing some safety. Um, they were kind of playing him all all over the place. So he's uh, he's a kid that could be could be really exciting to watch, and it'll be it'll be exciting to see where even where he ends up playing, let alone um, you know what he can what he can do, and, and who knows. So, um, so yeah, we'll talk to him. I think he's, uh, 
should be should be fun to to talk to him. Uh, let Aggie fans get to know kind of the uh, you know a couple of the recruits, a couple of the commits that uh, that the Aggies have right now. So um, moving on to Ogden Aggie's question on Twitter. Thanks for listening, Ogden Aggie. We appreciate it. Uh, he asked what the three most important games are on the schedule for Utah State. Um, I'll start with my, with my opinion. I mean, it'd be easy to, to, I, I guess the last couple of years, everybody said, oh, it's Boise State. It's Boise State. Everything's going through Boise State. Uh, most important game is Boise State. Um, I think this year, my outlook is a little bit different. I could, I could also say USC. I could say BYU or, or whatever. Um, you know, there's the three toughest games or the three biggest games, you know, that, you know, that, that are going to help the Aggies might be USC, Boise and BYU. But the, uh, the stretch of games that I look at is the most important are the, um, the Arkansas state game, uh, air force, and then Boise state and then Colorado state. I think that stretch of four games is going to be the most important stretch of games. And the reason why is that whether you know Utah State loses or you know by 50 points or wins at at USC, um, you know it's out of conference game, I guess first of all, but um, but I think it's kind of a, a restart, a re um, you know against Arkansas State that give that game gives the Aggies a chance to to get their confidence and to get in the groove of things and and to to get some some momentum going into Air Force, and then obviously an, a win it against Air Force at home um, could be you know again a big jump in in uh, in uh, confidence. I think it'd be uh, that would be a big win going into Boise State, and then if the Aggies beat Boise State, I don't think they're going to lose at Colorado State, and and so on and so forth. Um, you know, really, looking at the schedule, this might be this might sound weird. Um, I don't know. You tell me what what your opinion is. Maybe I'm maybe I'm off base, but um, but I don't see Utah State winning five straight five straight games. Um, I think you know there's going to be there's there's some losses on the schedule that that happens, and the reason why I say that is because they're not going to just you know, blow through the schedule and win five or six straight and, and, uh, you know, and, and be on a, on a big time run and, and maybe be too much, too confident or too, too, uh, you know, get a, get too much of a big head. When I look at this schedule, I just see, you know, some losses, some, some difficulty and some, some tough games. And so they've really got to push through that and they've really got to kind of build, Build on their experience, build on their confidence, build on their, um, you know, this this team should be able to get better and better and better each each game. And then if they do that, yeah, they could win the last six games, or they could win the last, um, you know, they could win six games in, in towards the middle of the, the schedule or or whatever, wherever you you want to put that. Um, they could win five straight straight games if they can kind of get some momentum get some 
you know, an identity to the team. And I think if they win six straight games, I'm expecting a Mountain West Conference championship um, or that, you know, to go with, go to the, the championship game because I, I really don't see Boise State may run the table and just, you know, roll over everybody and, and be undefeated. But that Boise defense, I, I don't think they're going to win every game. I don't think Boise State's going undefeated, and I don't think that's even in the discussion anymore. Is you know, last year everybody was saying, "Well, is Boise State going to going to go undefeated, or are they going to win? Are they going to lose one game?" And obviously, that didn't even come close to to happening. So I think that's thrown out the window. I don't think um, you know that undefeated question is is even in the um, in the cards anymore. So, I mean, we have a couple couple minutes left. What do you think about that, Seth? Yeah, I don't. To answer Ogden Nagy's question, there's not really. I, I'm looking at it right now, and the more I look at the the more I don't want to look at it, just because it's <laughs> it's not easy at all. Everybody should know one that. One week at a time, Seth. One week at a time. Yeah, we we can't look forward. We have to play one week at a time. One, yeah, we, yeah, I understand that, but I mean, just looking down through there, USC, okay, Arkansas State, they're going to be good. They got a ton of transfers coming in mm-hmm. um, that are eligible to play. Air Force, they gave us a loss last year. Boise, they're going to be out for blood. Uh, Colorado State, I, I think we should win that game. Fresno, we should win that game. San Diego State, absolutely obliterated us last year. Wyoming, and I don't care. I said it in the last podcast. I think it's going to be a tougher game than everybody expects. I expect a win, but it's going to be tougher than people, you know, what they think it's going to be, in my opinion. Uh, New Mexico, that was just a fluke last year, in my opinion. Um, it's still going to be a tough game. I mean, it wouldn't be Boise um, as well. So, I mean, they're going to be up for it, but I think the guys are going to be up for it as well, being at Maverick. Nevada, we had to come back by being down, what were we down that game, 21 points, 17 points, something ridiculous, I don't know. I think so, um, yeah. And that's at that place, they're bringing a lot of people back, they're supposed to be pretty strong this year, and then at BYU, I, there's no time to breathe, you know, in that schedule. Saturday, October 15th, is the only time to breathe, because that's your bye week, in my opinion. I mean, you got Fresno after that. I don't see Fresno being as bad as they were last year. They're, they're going to be improved a little bit, but I don't see them coming up here and winning. Um, they're still in a lot of trouble, you know. Um, but I I can see us. I, I like you said, there's no there's no five five straight wins that I can see either. Um, hopefully, I'm surprised, and hopefully uh, that's not the case. But like you said, Boise. I don't see that. I mean, Air Force beat them last year. We beat them last year. New Mexico beat them last year. Air Force has got their number for whatever reason. Um, but I think, I don't know, I think what it should have could, uh, you know, I, I think the Air Force game is going to have a different outcome uh, than it was last year. So I, I don't know. Three most important games. I think every single conference game is going to be be a battle. Personally, I think yeah, absolutely. And if, if the Aggies can win, if if the Aggies can win all those home games, 
I think um, not only will yeah. it help with um, with that confidence that I was talking about, but it it also is going to help them, um, you know, compete in the uh, in the Mountain West. It's it's going to just be be huge. So, um, you know, even if you know you lose a couple couple road games, um, you know, winning those home games is going to be get going to be huge for the uh, for the team. So yeah, like I was saying, you know that home schedule is is pretty tough, but that's kind of kind of where I look first is if the um, if the Aggies can win those games. Obviously, San Diego State being you know the the most difficult game at home, along with Air Force, obviously. But and like you say, Arkansas State's not going to be an easy game. But um, but having those games at home you know, with New Mexico, San Diego State, Fresno State, Air Force, Arkansas State. Um, it would be it'd be a huge, you know, f- huge step and, and a huge accomplishment to win those, you know, win out at home, and obviously it'd be huge yeah, to I mean, uh, to hopefully get get good crowds and be be excited. Talk to your aunt, your aunt's neighbors, everybody. You got to get tickets to these games. I mean, people are saying, oh, we haven't sold as many season tickets because we're not playing Boise or BYU at home. Who flipping cared? Boise didn't win it last year, you know. We got Air Force at home; they beat us. We got New Mexico at home; they beat us last year. We got San Diego State; they're the they're the ones that are supposed to win the whole thing, you know. Yeah, they're the highest-rated team on our schedule, and, really, right now. Uh, State's gonna have. I mean, that they're gonna have some athletes. Seriously, people need to. I know they don't know anything about Arkansas State, but. You know, growing up in Iowa, they played Iowa a few times, and they gave them a scare a few. You know, they had they had a home at home or home was it? Iowa had two at home and one there or whatever. And that was a while ago. But Arkansas State always has seems like they have a good program. So, I mean, there's no excuse to. And a lot of our home games are at the beginning of the season, so if people don't want to get cold. Well, there you go. Or just by the lodge seats that has the heat or whatever up top yeah i mean absolutely um, you if, know, if you can't you know buy the lodge seats buy the uh you know west side seats east side seats whatever um you know look at the, the jumbotron all all game long look at the uh look at the the press box all all game long i don't care what what people do they um the aggies just need to get get butts on the seats they need to to sell these these games out i think this year will be a huge um you know sign as to can the aggies expand can the aggies even improve the the stadium even more with some of the some of the projects that they would love to uh complete in the next couple years they would love 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 to complete the east side you know along with the, the west side obviously um you know there's there's plans and and uh and um Obviously, you know, there's, the there's people, people talking about how that. how that can can be improved and that would be a huge step we were just talking about you know the scrimmage i was just thinking man can you imagine if the if the west side looked as good as the or the east side looked as good as the west side if that side was was uh renovated and and had a a bigger concourse and 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 maybe change the seating up a little bit obviously adding seats would be great if that made sense um so that's why the aggie fans need to get out and support this team this 
there's just kind of, and I mean, like you said, there's no reason not to. The guys and girls that are listening to this, obviously they go to the games. They, they're the ones that are invested. You know what I mean? It's just the people that, you know, I, I don't know. I hear $95 for season tickets and it's like, that's six games. You know, that, what does it cost to take a family four out to eat anymore? You know what I mean? What does it cost to go to the movie? You know, I mean, it's, it, it's going to be entertaining bucks. now. I mean, you got, you, yeah, you got the jumbotron. I mean, that yeah. that thing. Watching it at the scrimmage, it was hilarious because I mean, we were only six rows up, you know, and we we're right behind the defense. And I was watching the guys, and they weren't even watching the field. They were watching it on the the big screen, you know. I thought that was kind of funny, you know. And I mean, it's, it's going to be completely different atmosphere and environment but it's only going to be completely different if you know people show up and and uh cheer on the boys yeah students season tickets uh single game tickets walk-up tickets i don't care i don't give a crap if uh if it's a student or if it's a walk-up ticket or a season ticket the uh the, the crowd needs to come out the crowd needs to to be loud and and um you know, sell out that stadium. There's no reason why, um, you know, obviously there's always complaining about this or that or parking or game times or, um, you know, a couple Friday games, a Thursday game and different things. But, um, but even if you're, if you're not going to all the games, then go to as many games as you can. There's, um, there's games that, that should work for, for people's schedule. And like you say, I mean, a lot of, a lot of our listeners, maybe either they're, they're too far away that to, to get season tickets or they're, if they do live close by their, their season ticket holders and the diehard fans, I don't think we have, um, quite as many, um, just ho-hum, not, not big fans that, that listen to us is probably mostly diehard fans. But um, but the word needs to get out, and more people need to buy more tickets. So I know I have um, you know my brother and sister-in-law, um, another sister-in-law. They're getting tickets when they didn't have tickets last year at all. So I mean. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Purchase new wiper blades from O'Reilly Auto Parts today and we'll install them for free. See better and drive safer with O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. I probably just, you know, from my family alone, we have probably almost 10 more, about 10 more tickets. Um than uh than years past and you know one it's a good good schedule but two i mean the price is is pretty darn unbelievable i mean i know a lot of people getting you know that are getting um you know tickets and it's it's reserved seats that are great seats you know 10 rows up seven rows up five rows up 
that are that are getting seats for seventy five bucks because of where they they work, or getting yeah. a certain discount. You know, obviously employees of of Utah State get an unbelievable deal. Employees of just about every big company in Utah State get discounts. Um, so uh, junior Aggie tickets are are super cheap. There, there's just so many different ways that you can you can get good good deals and and uh, you know seventy five bucks for a season ticket. Um, you know when you're sitting ten rows ten rows up or whatever, a reserved ticket is almost unbelievable. I mean, please please well, show yeah. me where that I mean, I that's available just... anywhere else. The other day, I was just kind of curious because I was like, five bucks, you know? I'm like, seriously, that's it? So I looked at, I just looked up Colorado State because I was just curious. Mm-hmm. And their general admission season tickets are $145. So it's 50 bucks more to go watch Colorado State. Right. You know, versus, I, I it just, I, I don't know. And you know what? It's not, not going to be that way forever. Nor I don't think it should be, to be honest with you, because right. it, it just that's the only way that you know that's the way a, a program is going to grow is through season tickets. I mean Utah paid for their new sound system and jumbotron and their thing that thing's like the second biggest in the country. It's like ridiculous. I haven't seen it personally. I just read about it, but it was like eleven million dollars or something like that for their video board mm-hmm. and their sound system. And none of that came out of their budget because it was all paid for by tickets. And so there was something else. I can't remember what I read, but um, it was ticket sales and something else, you know. And, and that's the thing. People want, 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 but you got to give, give, give too. You know what I mean? And I'm not saying you got to be a donor or anything like that, but I don't know. Kind of got sidetracked. I'm not going to get on a tangent about about that and you know what I don't care if 15,000 people show up on Thursday night because I'm going to be there and I know exactly right. where my seats are at you know so I'll be wearing white <laughs> alright well so. it's going to be uh, you know everybody you know has their uh, has their color I think I think uh, you know there may be a few few people wearing the wrong color or whatever but that's okay too you know i i'm i'm not gonna hate on uh, on somebody that's wearing blue that's supposed to be wearing white or or whatever um you know if what the bottom line is the, the more people that are there the the better so um so yeah I'm, I'm looking forward to it i know most people listening to this are looking forward to it because it's the first game of the season it's it's actual football um you know harry palmdale he uh he he tweeted is it are we there yet or, or something like that when I ask her questions on, on Twitter and uh, we're not there yet, but it's, it's getting close. And, and this time, of, this time of year with the uh, closed practices and, and everything, a lot of people in the media are just like, Oh, well, what am I supposed to do? What am I, how am I supposed to cover the Aggies or come up with stories or storylines and different things? Well, you know, ustateaggies.com and and uh, and this Aggie Up podcast is is really the only place you're gonna get um, the information. It's the only place you're gonna get a depth chart. Um, you know, the, there was even a question from the media at uh, you know after the scrimmage. Oh, when do you uh, well, when do you release your uh, 
your depth chart for public consumption. And Matt Wells said, uh, well, come to the game on Thursday. You'll see who the starters are. And uh, and really, I mean, there's so many yeah. positions that are still up in the air. There, well, there's a few positions that are still up in the air, you know. And and what matters is who plays on Thursday, you know, next Thursday, and who who plays against USC and and who makes plays. Um, that's really all that all that matters. So you're gonna you're gonna get that information first. Um, and, and really, the I've been looking into things a little bit. Um, more lately about you know just the the mem- the i guess the the membership with uh with scout you know there's so many benefits to to getting uh you know paying five dollars a month for for scout membership um you're gonna make that up so quick with uh with tickets and with gear you know fanatics you get a discount um online you uh you get a discount with ticket monster you know when you buy tickets um by the way anyone that that's not going to any away games, um, you know, should be, should be ashamed. I mean, this year is the, is the year to go to away games. So you can buy those tickets. You can get a discount on those tickets. Um, you know, even on the message board at ustateaggies.com, I think, um, you know, even we should, we should, we should all be, uh, you know, carpooling to the, to the games. I mean, if, if somebody has, has room in their, in their car or they, they want to go to the game, but they don't have a ride or, or whatever. Um, you know, everyone should be, should be, uh, posting that stuff on, on the message board. Um, we'll try our best to, to find, find somebody to, to give you a ride or, or whatever. Um, you know, cause those away games, I mean, you know, the Nevada game, the Colorado state game, the Wyoming game, um, you know, Boise state game, obviously, you know, those games are not, you know, that's not a, a two-day trip. That's not a long, that's not a long trip. Where there's no Tennessee game or at Arkansas State. There's no, you know, USC is the, is the longest road trip. So, um, you know, this season should be, should be as friendly as, as any um, in the past or in the f- future for that matter. Um, you know, with so many games that are close by, obviously BYU, the last game of the season, you know, the games are going to be, going to be drivable. So, um, not too many excuses. There are some excuses. I get that. You don't have to go to every game and Seth has an excuse of his wife having a baby this fall, but that's just his, his uh, fault. Yeah, I, I, I blame you, uh, Seth. Bad timing, man. First, first October. Horrible timing. What are you thinking? What's that? (laughs) I said bad timing, but we're excited. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Oh, hey, here's. I just saw some breaking news. Um, Looks like. Let me see if I can find it again. Um, uh, I can't find it. It's not going to be funny anymore anyway. It's not funny, period, but there's a – I just saw this. It just says Smith to redshirt at USU due to an injury. So I was thinking, you know, the quarterback Smith, but it, it's actually uh, Brody Smith. He's a cross-country runner at Utah State. He knows me. It looks like after redshirt. So, so that's some Utah State news for those cross-country – fans out there yeah 
Well, alrighty so, then. I actually, uh, I saw a tweet earlier that I was like, what the heck? Because, um, yeah, some, well, it was Jackson Brenchley. He's like, oh, huge congrats to my boy for committing to BYU today. And I was like, what? Levani DeMooney? Because I know Jackson and Levani, oh, yeah. you know, they go to the same high school and everything. So I was worried that it was going to be Levani committing to BYU. That would have been not good breaking news either. So anyway, as we scroll through our Twitter timelines you know, live on the uh, on the air, that's probably one of the things, along with trying to uh, remember names, doing math, um, you know, some of that kind of stuff is we should probably make a list of like things that we we probably shouldn't do on air um yes, we're, we're not live yeah, so that maybe that's a little bit uh a little bit better but live uh live radio or or uh you know, on the on the air it's probably those are all probably bad bad things to do yeah we well, need to get a little uh maybe maybe i should look up on youtube uh how to yeah podcasting for dummies yeah yeah, podcast one oh one. I'm gonna take the uh, podcast one oh one course. How to <laughs> podcast. Rules of uh Yeah, we're not we don't really get into that kind of stuff. We uh we're more you know, for your information kind of uh kind of a podcast where uh you know, there are a lot of podcasts that they record and then they do so much work you know, cutting and, and pasting and, and adding, you know, fancy, uh, you know, things or whatever, whatever that takes them so long. And, and, you know, a week later they're, they're posting the, uh, the podcast. I, I really think it's, it's hey, more worthwhile them, just posting it the next day or whatever. So, you know, more power to them. I, I don't, I don't understand that stuff. So I'm not, yeah. sometimes if you had to show me stuff on Twitter, yeah, it's game. it's yeah, not easy. This um, like, you know that. audio. That's probably why we don't do it. Is because I would have to um, I'd have to uh, edit the all the um, all that stuff. And you know, there's a few things that I've I probably could have edited out and different things like that. But um, I'm not too worried about it. So I think people understand that we're not professional. Um, you know, professional uh, podcasters. Um, we're, but I think at the same time we're getting more more listeners. Uh, we're growing. Um, you know, if anybody knows anybody that wants to um, contribute or advertise to the podcast, uh, let us know. Hit us up on on Twitter, Aggie Up, or call it U State um, on Twitter, and let us know so uh, so we can keep this keep this going um we are going to be joined by brian he's been been really busy he put put together the uh podcast one of these times we'll get him on he'll have some some a little bit more insight just one more thing on that before we go is um is he was actually his preseason uh i guess preseason uh preview of the offensive line he really was close to uh put putting simonich um, either at guard or backup because for whatever reason he had, he'd kind of heard that was a possibility. So he was kind of 
way ahead of his time on as far as seeing uh, Simonich, you know, not at right tackle, um, which he could could still be be right, you know the right tackle um, instead of Brooksby, and um, I think Hockle surprisingly is probably one of the more solidly um, embedded guys at the at the depth chart. Uh, obviously Stevens and Albrecht, they can move around a little bit, but they're pretty solid as far as being starters. So, so yeah, we'll uh, we'll get we'll get more insight from uh, from Brian coming up in in future. Um, we're gonna have somebody on talking about USC in the future. Um, you know, more recruits are coming up. Um, obviously, the first and first and foremost is uh, Jamal Evans. He's gonna be fun to talk to. Um, when we can, and so um, definitely keep listening to this. You can you can use literally any podcaster. You can use iTunes. You can use Spreaker. You can use um, Stitcher. You can use um, what's the uh, what's that last one? Google. I think Google. You can uh, you can use Google. That little little thing called Google. And uh, so there's just a million different ways to uh, to listen to us. I guess it's Google Play. Is it Google Play? Google Podcasts? Yeah, Google sure. Music? Whatever yeah. it's called. That's another thing. These podcasts are, are harder than they than they look because you have to remember things. And if you say things wrong, the wrong way, people will make comments and things. But we love comments. Uh, tell us what you think, good, bad, or indifferent. Um, but like it, you know, follow us on, uh, on any of those podcasters and the more reviews we get, the more likes and the more followers, um, that's just going to improve, um, you know, the amount of podcasts we give, the quality, uh, the amount of coverage that, that, uh, that we can do. So, um, always check that out. Check out ustateaggies.com. Um, you know, there's some, some recruiting stuff right now, um, Last thing before we go, this might be one of our longer uh, podcasts. Seth, you just talk too much. Jeez. Um, one of the last things that I was going to say is uh, is Utah on Scout.com has a top 30 recruits. And so that's right up there with, with some of the top states. And so, um, you know, in the past, it's sometimes it's been a top 10 state of Utah recruit list. It's, sometimes it's been top 15. I think when Doug was working, he did he did take it up to 20, um, you know. So top top 20, that's great. But um, but now it's top 30, and part of that is because um, you know some of it's due to uh, to me and Seth adding new players, you know, watching the the um, the high school huddle film and. And talking to people and, and Utah State offering some of those kids and different things like that. Um, so definitely go to go to Scout, go to go to U State Aggies, check it out. We're on top of things with the uh, with the best recruits in the state, and also it's it's actually a lot. Um, you know, it's really fun right now to to cover um, the state of Utah in in high school football, obviously college football as well. Um, with the Aggies, so you're gonna get the best, best of a uh, best of all worlds. We even talked a little bit of basketball, and so uh, so keep listening. We appreciate it. Any last words, Seth? 
Hurry up September 1st. Yeah. Hurry up and get here. We're sick of waiting. So thanks for listening. Uh, we should be putting out a, uh, another podcast, obviously, with our uh, not only with our Jamal Evans interview, but we'll uh, we'll be putting together a podcast. That may be one that we release after the, the Weber State game, um, you know, in our preview of, of USC. I don't know if that'll be next week or, or the week after that. Um, but, yeah, we'll be previewing USC and some of that stuff as well. So, uh, so keep listening. Thanks.